Hi, my name is Mindy and I'm a believer, wife to my high school sweetheart and mom to three littles. I'm a personal trainer with a specialization in prenatal and postpartum fitness. I have been in the fitness world since 2020 and my passion is to change the stigma of the fitness industry from one of self-boasting in ourselves to boasting in our creator. But how do we do this when fitness is saturated with comparison and ever-changing information? It can all be so confusing and intimidating for us moms. Let's dive in and navigate this together as we put forth our efforts of having a gospel lens in the fitness world to raise the next generation up to do the same. Oh, I am so excited for what we're going to be talking about today. We are going to talk about postpartum through the eyes of the gospel. I am coming up on being almost an entire year postpartum with my third baby, seriously the fastest year of my life. And just as I was preparing this episode, I was just thinking about my past three postpartum experiences. All three of them have been so unique and beautiful and different. They definitely did not fall under one umbrella of being the same. Sure, they had similarities, but they truly, each one just was so unique and different. But even with all of their differences that they had, they had one thing in common. And I'm sure it's something you feel no matter how many seasons of postpartum you've endured. I'm sure you will feel this that the one thing they all had in common were they were too much for me to handle. Too much for me to handle on my own. I'm 30 years old, and when I reflect over storms and, and hard seasons that I've walked through in life, I can honestly say each postpartum season has been, they're, they're just the hardest for me. And they are the most humbling And it is such a reminder of how weak my sinful human body is, weak physically and weak emotionally. And so what I mean by that is, again, if if you've been postpartum, a lot of this you're going to be just in agreement with, right? Our emotions are everywhere. This is something we really can't control because hormones after you have a baby are everywhere. Everything's trying to level back out. It's usually a harder season for marriage. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Physically, we're weak. I already said this. And we're also at the mercy of things that can go wrong, even when you're clear to go home from the hospital, you know, and the nurse is sitting with you and discharging you. They say, okay, look out for all of these things that could go wrong. And it's like two pages of things that can go wrong that you're watching and you're just kind of at the mercy of it. You're reminded how much your body actually depends on sleep. We really don't feel this, I feel like, until we have a baby and we are not running on consistent sleep at all. And we feel the effects of that. Um, We can also struggle so much more in this space with comparison, not just with even like, you know, your, your stomach is a little flabbier, it's softer, things just look different, your body is just stretched and marked up. It's not even just that, but it's also this comparison of, you know, people who have done this and you think, oh my gosh, well, two weeks when they were postpartum, they looked like a million bucks. Why do I still look, look like a hot mess? And comparison really plays into that. We just become very fixated on our outer appearance. I think with baby number one, was it's definitely the hardest in that aspect because you're finally 
seeing that your body has changes to it that most likely aren't going to go back to what they what they were prior. And that's a hard thing to come to terms with and learn to love and appreciate. That's a lot of what I teach my clients um, who do postpartum fitness. But we also, we live in a society that has just failed moms postpartum health-wise and support-wise. And I'm sorry, that's not an opinion of mine. That is a straight-up fact. We have just failed in regards to what pe- what we provide for maternity leave and paternity leave because moms need more support. We have failed them in our postpartum checkups of what is looked for, what what is recommended, why moms aren't referred to pelvic floor therapists. We have just failed in this aspect for moms, and that's because we live in a broken world and any system run by human beings is going to be full of sin and failure. And moms, we unfortunately, we bear that. But the good news is you're, that's all a bunch of bad, you know, bad news, Mindy, this Debbie Downer here. But the good news is God knew about all of this. He knew postpartum was going to be hard. He is not surprised by the rawness and the hardship of it. And in his goodness, he covers us in this season as well. This is not a season he steps away from us. This is not a season that even though the world would tell us to pull up our big girl pants and figure it out because other people seem to figure it out, he knows and he covers us and he's with us in that. But why? Why is postpartum so difficult? Simply put, like I just touched on, the fall. When sin entered the world in Genesis in the Garden of Eden, postpartum was not exempt from the repercussions of that. And when you read Genesis, there's two things that Adam and Eve are warned about after they sin, after they eat the fruit. And they are warned about two things um, once sin enters the world. And that's pain and childbearing and strife in relationship with each other. Okay. So we're going to first look at in Genesis 3 that we see this, the curse of sin and it's infiltrating and it's infiltrating everything. Nothing is untouched from sin. Now, specifically though, Eve is told in verse 16 that she will experience pain in childbearing. And I know we joke a lot, um, women, when they're about to go through labor or they've been through labor or they're in the thick of labor, we joke and we blame Eve for this. And I mean, yes, sin entered the world, which is why labor is painful. But I really don't think that this is just limited to the pain in childbearing. I don't feel like that verse is only talking about that. This is physical and emotion. There's so much pain, yes, in the moment of labor and bringing that precious baby into the world. But there is also so much hardship that comes after. And that is also the result of sin entering the world. You have that baby. The pain is not gone. Your body is so weak. It's trying to heal and recover. It takes a long time. It feels pain. Even trying to sustain a baby, if you're choosing to nurse, that is painful in the beginning. There are just so many reminders from verse 16 of the pain we feel from childbearing. So many reminders after that of our body, yes, being weak and experiencing pain and trying to adjust. And it just, it takes a while. And so we're dealing with that. And that makes it incredibly difficult postpartum. You're not only having to take care of this beautiful, precious new life, but you're trying to do it 
when you are not even near being physically at your best. That is a hard job even when you are physically at your best. This is when we're probably physically at our weakest. Number two, it goes on to say in Genesis after the fall that man's relationship with with his wife will suffer. This is the other reason I believe postpartum is so difficult. We know in a marriage, there are so many seasons of, of ups and downs. You're with this person, you are committing to being with them for the rest of your life. So obviously there are going to be up and downs, but I feel and believe firmly that the enemy is really on the prowl and ready to attack so hard in marriage and postpartum. And the reason that is, is because we are just so vulnerable. Not only is the wife vulnerable in this season, but the husband is a, is as well. And in my experience with other women I've done life with, across the board, they list postpartum as being one of the toughest seasons of their marriages. And I am right there in that poll as well. Praise be to God that our third time through, we knew what to do better. We knew what to be on the lookout for, what to be on guard for, um, to make sure that we we were just better for each other in that season because our first two times, specifically the second time, was probably our hardest season postpartum. We, you just, there's so much to learn. There's so much to adjust to. And a few of those reasons, all your attention is now focused on sustaining a new little life. And if you have more than, if this isn't your first baby, you've got another little one in the home you're also trying to care for. This is a lot. This is a lot on two people. Intimacy is gone at this point. We all know you may not have sex those first several weeks that you're postpartum. And even when you're cleared, I don't know about you, but I did not want to do that. Did not have the energy for it. Even though I was technically cleared, that was not going to happen anytime soon. That is a big part of connection with our spouse. We know this. We know it's a gift from God. And so it is something that provides a connection and for you to feel seen and loved by each other. And when you are not able to do that, it can take a hit as well. The husband is usually carrying majority of the load around the house while, while mom is trying to heal and recover. But also dad, which usually they are, they're having to rush back into work. That also leaves mom feeling resentful. And yes, we understand hubby has to go back to work, but it's frustrating. We need support. We're not mad technically at the husband. We're just, we're mad at the situation. Everyone is sleep deprived. And when you are sleep deprived, your tempers are shorter. You have no patience. And of course, you're not going to yell and throw digs at this little newborn, right? You're going to throw and yell those digs at the other adult in the house, which is your spouse. And so a lot of this is an anger really at each other. It, some of it might be, but majority is it, it's just all too much. And it's a lot that two people are trying to carry. So when, when you're already, like I said, the first reason postpartum was so hard was physically, we are struggling. We are at our weakest. And then second, our marriages are just struggling as well. It's just not everyone is on this, this, uh, trying to adjust to everything that's going on in the house. And there's a need for a lot of grace, but more than likely in reality, grace is not being given from each other. And so your partner who is your helper, we're not doing a great job helping each other. And this just makes postpartum so hard. You have all those things coupled together. It's no wonder we see so many moms fall into postpartum depression, preaching to myself, anxiety. There's such a thing as postpartum rage. 
No wonder you're in a body you don't recognize that doesn't feel great. And you're usually not in the best place with your spouse. Two things that are so crucial in this season. The good news is there is hope. There is hope. The gospel is all about redemption. It's a rescue story from cover to cover. Every little detail that was affected by the fall will be redeemed. We are promised it will be redeemed, that God is going to make all things new one day. So in remembering that, Mama, there's three truths I want you to remember to give you hope to face each raw and vulnerable day of postpartum. Whether you are pregnant right now and you know that postpartum season is coming, whether it's with your first and you have no idea what to expect, and maybe you've been listening up to this point and you're terrified, maybe you are on your second or third postpartum journey or it's coming up and you remember how hard it was prior and you're trying to figure out a better way, I'm not going to leave you just in this dark, scared place. That is the good news of the Gospels. There's always good news and there's always hope. So let's look at these three truths that I'm just going to pray are going to bring you encouragement and equip you for if you are about to walk into another postpartum season. Number one is you can walk in confidence and wake up each day knowing your sins are 100% forgiven. Your sins will not be held against you because you are covered by the blood of Christ. Okay, we know now we sin every day. It doesn't matter if it's postpartum or not. But what I'm saying is I had a lot of days in my early postpartum. I would go to bed at night feeling like the worst. The enemy is telling me how horrible I am. I reflect on the day of being short and terrible with my husband, with my other children, just down, sad, not being feeling thankful at all for the blessings I was surrounded by, just down and feeling like, how could anyone redeem this? How could how would anyone want to redeem this? Look at look at me. I'm just I'm terrible and all of these these horrible self-dialogues going on. But then I remembered that it really I am covered. God isn't holding any of this against me. I'm not going to get up to heaven on my judgment day and him have every single record of every horrible thing I said or every meltdown I had or episode of rage. He is not going to hold all of that against me because Galatians 3.13 says that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Jesus took all my failures in postpartum and they held him on that cross and he redeemed them all. The penalty of sin is death. It's death. That is our punishment. But Jesus took it for us. And as much as I would like to justify my sin in postpartum, right? As much as I would like to sit here and say, oh, it's because my hormones are everywhere. I can't control my emotions or I'm just so tired. That's not, we don't need to justify ourselves because Jesus can redeem those sins. We're going to fail. We're going to sin. We're going to mess up because sin is in the world and we are weak in these sinful, in our sinful flesh. And we feel like we have everything going against us postpartum. And so I don't want you to just miss out on the beauty of this newborn baby and the beauty that is raw and vulnerable postpartum because you are just holding yourself hostage to your sin. If you know and believe that Jesus died on the cross for you, you are redeemed and you can wake up every morning, not telling yourself you're going to do better and sin less, 
but you can wake up every morning knowing whatever that day holds, it's not going to be held against you. And you're going to be, you already are forgiven. Not that you're going to be forgiven. You are forgiven. And Romans 10, 9 assures us that, that if we confess Jesus as Lord and believe he rose from the grave, we will be saved. You are going to be saved one day, mama, in this really hard, hard season where we just feel like we are sucking it up. (laughs) Number two, you can endure and press on because you know one day, this is my favorite, all things, including our weak and scarred stretch postpartum bodies will be made new. Revelation 21, 4 through 5 tells us there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. I don't know if the news gets much better than that. The fact that we get so hung up on these postpartum bodies And that we get so down about the scars and the stretch marks and the dimpled skin and our hips being wider and our boobs being deflated. And the fact that we get so hung up and we spend maybe embarrassingly amounts of money on things that we're told will fix it. Absolutely not. These bodies aren't going to go with us to heaven. God is going to come make things new. These weak bodies that are marked up that we feel like maybe have failed us, that can't keep up with the demands of postpartum and what all it entails, it's going to be made new one day. It doesn't go with us to eternity. Honor your postpartum body, of course. I'm not saying to just give up and not work out or prioritize this body. Honor it because that's a way to worship and glorify God. Care for it and heal it with the design that God was so intentional with, but don't let earthly expectations in regards to your body after baby steal your joy. Get your eyes off of comparison off of others and quit trying to meet these earthly expectations and thinking that it's going to satisfy you, bring you joy, or make this postpartum season any easier because it will not. It may satisfy you for a week and then you're going to find something else wrong with it because earthly expectations are constantly changing. So therefore, fix your eyes on God. Take the time to heal and recover your body properly. The design of a woman is so amazing to me and how God designed it where we can heal it and recover it for what it endured postpartum or in pregnancy. It's truly beautiful how God made it to carry a child, have that child, and then you get to go into this season where, yes, it feels like you're starting all over and that can be defeating, but you get to see it get its strength back. You get to see it nourish a baby and make all the adjustments it needs. That's flipping amazing in my opinion. So therefore, care for it. Exercise when you're cleared. Be smart about your exercise though. Learn about your body and this design and use that as a way to glorify God and your creator. And I promise you, if you do that, and you change that mindset of working out not to meet worldly expectations postpartum, but to glorify the creator and, and thanking him for this body and what it did, that is where you will find lasting joy in your body and what it's been able to do. Last one, number three, on your hardest days, when you feel at your weakest and like you can't make it to the end of the day, remember, you have the power of Christ within you. This is biblical. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, But he said to me, 
my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Never underestimate this truth. We can so easily forget this. We forget for those who know and love the Lord that we have the power of Christ within us. We do. John 14, 26 actually calls the Holy Spirit a helper. It is. In Scripture, the Holy Spirit is called a helper. It is a gift from the Lord that we have the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but how often in your day do you feel like you call out for the Holy Spirit to help you? I know I don't. I get into such a horrible habit of relying on my own strength that rarely do I call out for help. Or I'm quick to call out for help on other weak human beings in my circle, like my husband. I can get in this horrible habit, especially postpartum, of wanting him to carry my weakness. And when he fails to be able to do that, I get upset with him. He is in the same boat I am. He is at the mercy of a weak human body. We need to remember to call out to the Holy Spirit for help. We need to ask and pray for energy, endurance, and patience, and grace. There are so many times postpartum, first of all, you're running on little sleep, and maybe you just had a hard day, and you go to lay down knowing you're not going to get enough sleep to really make tomorrow any better. But I would get to the end of the day and think, oh my gosh, how did we even survive this day? How How are we even here? And truly, it is only because the Lord can sustain. Because who can honestly make it through a day on like two hours of sleep the night before? Honestly, your body is not made to do that. So you know what it is helping you? The Lord, the Holy Spirit, enduring you and giving you what you need to get through your day. Truly, it is the Holy Spirit. Pray and ask for help. Wake up in the morning. And if you're having a hard time getting out of bed because you just don't know how you're going to do it, you don't know how you're going to do it, pray and pray specifically for what you need. He will answer and intercede. Again, there are so many days I can look back on and not remember where I found the patience with my other children when I was so sleep deprived, grace to give my husband or even the energy and strength to stand up and do something to clean my house or make a meal. Truly, it was the Lord sustaining me, the power of Christ. We have it. And all we have to do is remember that and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help us because it is a helper, just like it says in John 14, 26. Just like the Bible is saturated with the gospel from cover to cover, so is every season we endure in this life. I think we just get into such a bad habit of separating so many seasons of our life from the gospel. And the reality is every season we endure is not exempt from the repercussions of the fall. So therefore, we need to shift our mindset from feeling like we are to carry this postpartum season on our own. God knows it's hard. He warned us it would be hard. He gave us a warning in Genesis, but the good news is we are redeemed from all of this and we are going to be free 
one day from the pain and suffering and the hardship and the weakness that comes with this postpartum season. And I pray and hope when you get on the other side of this postpartum season, when you're over a year postpartum, and you can celebrate and look back and see the Lord's hand over every aspect of that. So mama, if you are about to be newly postpartum, either for the first time, or this is your second, third, or fourth, or fifth postpartum season, because let's be real, no matter how many times you do it, it's hard. Know that I'm praying for you and I'm with you. And if you ever need someone to visit with, pray with, please feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram page, my email, and my website. I love walking with moms in this season. Honestly, this is probably one of my favorite seasons to walk with moms with because I've been there. I've been in those stretches of postpartum. It is my weakest moment as a human being. I will own that and admit that, but by the grace of God, you are loved and carried. I'm praying for you. I'm with you, and I see you.